Welcome to the No Budget Filmcast, where we dip into the independent film universe to highlight those little films that you might not have heard about elsewhere. Will you agree with our panel, or will our panel agree with each other? Tune in to find out. I am Milo Dennison, and with me, as always, is Claire Milan. Hello. And Cahal Feeney. Hello. All right, folks, today we are looking at a documentary film called Rum Runner's Paradise. So it was produced and written by Mary D. Cesari, probably mispronouncing that, and directed by Jim Zimmer. And so what this is, is a documentary about Washington State, specifically focusing on the Spokane area and some Seattle area during Prohibition. So basically it follows the lead up to Prohibition uh, the time, the, the, the city in during prohibition and, uh, just a little bit, uh, during the repel during right after the repel repeal of prohibition. There we go. I couldn't say it. So what's interesting about it though, is the, for me had more to do because like, it's the same factual type information about prohibition in the U S it was a little different because in Washington state, they even called this out in the documentary about how a lot of the rum runners and the criminals were much more nicer than say like Chicago or New York ones where they were shooting at each other. They had a um, guy out of Seattle named uh, Roy Homestead, I think was the name. And he, his rule with his runners and smugglers was like nobody was allowed to carry firearms he basically was like hey you know i'd rather just lose lose a load than somebody get killed and part of it had to do with roy was a former police officer in seattle and he saw how much money the the liquor illegal liquor business was making and he kind of switched over into that business so that was kind of an interesting difference between the washington state rum runners than the other and it makes sense too, because they talk about this as well, proximity to Canada. So it was really easy to drive up to Canada and there were race booze back. So there, a lot of that stuff was fun, but what I liked about this documentary had to do with the way it was edited. So it was really a mixture of like filmed reenactments. It had uh, interviews with people speaking to the camera. It had a voiceover, it had fun music that would pick up throughout. It would cut to scenes of actually a band playing. And it was edited in a lot of ways to give it kind of that classic look. It would sometimes do framing. It would do uh, haze around the edge, which if you're watching this, you can actually see with Cahal's picture that he chose behind him there. Um, sepia toning in a lot of the images and even the reenactments, they did a tone and they did that kind of effect, that scratchy effect to give it that old film look. The way images kind of came in and came out and placed next to each other. Um, they would cut to stuff. So they'd have like a comedy break. So they'd cut to this ventriloquist and he'd set up a joke with this ventriloquist dummy and kind of deliver that. And so it was just kind of a, it was an interesting way of editing it versus uh, another popular, the first thing that comes to me when I think historic documentaries is um, uh, oh, probably another guy, I can't think of his name. But anyway, we where they just kind of, have an image that comes in and it kind of slowly fades in and out and and moves right to left or just cuts to stuff so they're all very you know a very similar look to a lot of documentaries towards this one kind of played with that a little bit and kind of tried to make it a bit more fun so i thought that was kind of interesting uh in regards to the way this was done and from what i know of the 
uh, Prohibition era in Washington State and stuff. I the accuracy seems correct. It was produced for PBS, which is the public broadcasting service in in, in the states. So um, you you can kind of trust the accuracy of it. So yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I thought it was a really interesting documentary. As you said, a lot of these historical documentaries can be done very very badly and kind of a bit boring, you know. And because this is such a fascinating topic, I've seen fascinating topics being destroyed by just boring the way they've they've done it but i love the way they mixed it up as you said milo with the their kind of the footage the photographs the people talking and then the kind of theatrical nature to it so it really kept me interested all the way through and you can see, tell it was kind of a, i say it was a low to no budget um documentary and but yeah it was really interesting and i don't i didn't know much about prohibition really and except from the great gatsby you know i haven't really looked into it but yeah, it, it is interesting. And I, I think one said, they, they said um, when they went into Canada, they changed the way the, the Canadians used to drive on the left, was it? Or in British Columbia? And yeah, then yeah, the right. yeah, it was since it, since it was, you know, you know British, yeah, part of the British Empire at one point. Uh, yeah, exactly. So they swapped <laughs> driving on the road, which was awesome. Yeah. That's crazy. Just in case any drunk people from the US were crossing the border and thought they were driving on the, the wrong, they were driving on the wrong side and right side, you know, so it's just really, really well done. And yeah, it kept my interest up all the way through. Uh, yeah, and I, really, I like the mixture of stuff, the, the mixture of the kind of theatrical, the photographs, and yeah, it was a fascinating time. And it's crazy to think there was prohibition. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, like that they actually tried to ban alcohol. And of course, it's going to fuel you know, bootleg places and, and illegal places. If you ban anything like that, it actually went up to consumption of alcohol. But it's crazy to think before it was introduced, the amount of alcohol people drunk, they said, and I think it was like half, um, was it half a litre of spirits or vodka a day or something? I don't remember what the number was. Yeah, said but something like crazy something. like that. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just thought it was, it was interesting. And they talk about the pastor who came in, the preacher, and uh, yeah, and, and you, so I think it was brought in to bring down, um, it wasn't just to get rid of alcohol, it was to, to close down a lot of the saloons and stuff as well. So there was more to it than just about getting rid of alcohol. And the crazy stuff, they, the propaganda they put across saying like, um, there will be three generations later, you'll, you'll be affected for three generations if you drink alcohol and crazy stuff. Yeah, it's probably hard Oh um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like if you drink alcohol, uh, you're you're gonna harm your child and your grandchild <laughs> because you drink alcohol. Yeah, that's just crazy. And probably just stuff like that come on nowadays. I'd say with other, we don't realize probably, or we do realize. Yeah, but yeah. Exactly. I, if you, you know, get vaccinated, really... your grandchildren will <laughs> yeah. be harmed in some way. <laughs> exactly. What's amazing that this actually came into law. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, really enjoyed it. Very well done and kept my attention all the way through. With a lot of these documentaries, especially the low budget ones, don't don't do that often. So yeah, really thought it was really good. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> You're not gonna like me. Uh, call it's everything American. Yeah. <laughs> uh no, not really. Well, I I I found it and very entertaining. Absolutely. And there were some great anecdotes in there, which I'm definitely going to use, such as the the driving on the right. Uh and the, you know, changing from the left to the right, and uh that uh story of the trial where the jury drank all the evidence. But I, I did, like, it, it, was, it was a very interesting topic. But I, th- I thought it was really, it was history as entertainment more than 
history. I mean, I'm not, I'm not doubting the veracity of everything they said, but I just thought it was, it, it was, it was told in such a way that they were putting across a point of view that this was, uh, this was just a jolly good caper. You know, there was, there was just all fun and games, and nobody got hurt, and and then there, there was, there was definitely a slant to the way they, they made it, they produced it, and I kind of felt, you know, I was sort of being manipulated in a way. Um, like, and uh, I'm sure it would, I mean, I, you know, I, I yield to your, you know, to your like, knowledge on distance, it is your home state, but I'm sure it, it, it wasn't completely, uh, you know, a, 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 a sort of a after you, after you sort of a very polite little uh, you know, arrangement that they had. I'm sure there must have been some sort of strong arming and violence. I mean, nobody with that much money and people enriching themselves to such an extent that, that there must have been more to it than meets the eye, I, I felt. And, you know, like, and presenting, they said, as the, the anti-alcohol lobby as the, the pure tonical Bible thumping spoiled sports, like, yeah, okay, maybe they were, but yeah, I would have, I would have liked a bit of a kind of a more, a bit more nuanced sort of look at it. Yeah, what, you know, what, what were the social uh, aspects at the time? You know, why, what, you know, why was it so unpopular? And I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sure there were, sure there were like huge problems, uh, you know, with antisocial behaviour and, and and violence and all the rest. Not that, not that I'm necessarily saying prohibition was the way to go around like that, but it, it was very, it was very one-sided. I thought. And the music, by the way, I, I kind of felt that was it was okay, but I just kind of felt it was a bit intrusive at times. So it was uh, I was trying to listen to what they were saying. I hear ding 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 the whole time. Funny, someone mentioned that down in the comments. Actually, mm-hmm. the exact same thing. How intrusive the music was. <laughs> so it's interesting. Yeah, but I mean, like it was, it was very entertaining, and you know, went along with it. Had a nice clip and everything like that. Uh, but I mean, he, even the guy with the rest, the restaurant, you know, talking about that, like he's like my grandpappy, like built this restaurant uh, during prohibition. Uh, like imagine, you know, in a hundred years' time, like, drugs have been, are legalized, you know? and there's somebody makes a documentary about like the drugs, the drug industry, and drug smuggling, and everything. You know, my granddaddy built this casino from his crack cocaine business, you know, hundred years ago. So I mean, they were like they were criminals, like, you know. There was corruption, uh, like they were, you know, the, 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 the police and the, the state were, you know, completely corrupt, you know, so I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be sort of go overboard on, on, uh, on looking at it through like uh, sepia-tinted glasses. Yeah, I mean, you make valid points. It is, it's certainly a bit one-sided, but to be honest, how often do you find a documentary that isn't slanted one way or the other? Uh, you know, so 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 that's true, and and certainly there's going to be stuff that was left out of the story because it's only what is it forty five minutes something like that. So so we're not getting everything because that that's when you look at one of those like multi episode long running documentary kind of things. So this is kind of sharing that very specific story. And um, of course, yeah, that bad stuff happened, obviously. But, uh, you know, it's it's just kind of a, it was just kind of a fun take on it. And 
But interestingly, uh, I was reading about this recently, uh, similarly, uh, Irish whiskey was the most popular Irish uh, brand of whiskey in, in the States before Prohibition. And then during Prohibition, people were making their own whiskey and branding it as Irish whiskey. So the, the reputation of Irish whiskey suffered. So then when Prohibition ended, people didn't really trust Irish whiskey. And then uh, after the war, particularly, Scotch whiskey came into the market and the day, like, British government, you know, they had they had sort of the resources to sort of brand to push their Scottish whiskey brand, and then that sort of became more popular. So, uh, and now Irish whiskey is once again the most popular. Is it? I don't know. I don't. I don't uh, know. It's probably very popular. It's, it, I mean, I, I don't know. Jack Daniels is probably pretty popular as well. So it's probably yeah, you're, you're probably a, up there. Whiskey. You're a whiskey. I am. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to. Decide. I, I know, um, you know, Jameson's certainly the most popular one sold there, but I don't know how overall Irish versus American whiskeys, which one gets sold. What about Scotch, though? I mean, is, is that not popular? Yeah, Scotch as well is really popular. But yeah, I don't know. But to this, um, yeah, yeah, they, they certainly put a much more fun slant on it. And I and I think part of the reason is that I don't know who exactly the audience was for this, mm-hmm. but it certainly does answer that question of like, oh, I don't want to watch a boring documentary about the prohibition. You know, I, I'd rather watch something a bit more, you know, live in it up. And, and so it's getting information out to people. So it's, it's also possible that maybe the target audience was, a, you know, younger or something like that as well. Yeah, I get that impression. You can imagine this being shown in a classroom in school or something. You know, it'd be a fun documentary to watch. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We all we also have to be wary of, you know, that's that's saying we, you know, you shouldn't shouldn't be judging history but using today's standards. Like, so we we think the idea of prohibition is just this outrageous, ridiculous. But yeah, I think. I'm pretty sure Ken Burns does a documentary about prohibition. I, I could be wrong on that. I was actually trying to look it up there when we were talking, but I was trying to focus more on what you guys were saying versus actually my computer. But I'm pretty sure Ken Burns does a documentary about prohibition that's a multi-part series uh, that's much more involved than this and, and is really good and, and much more uh, kind of that neutral standpoint of like, it wasn't all like fun and, and you know, racing down dirt roads, evading the cops kind of stuff. Uh, yeah there must be a lot of violence as well and you know that kind of it it didn't really show much of that you know yeah no they didn't but it was nice with with um uh Olmstead's idea of like you know well look we're not going to carry guns so at least there was somebody and at one point I believe he was the largest employer in the state of Washington during prohibition era because of all the people that was involved in the run running business so like un- under the radar area, you know, illegal employer, but still. So, so that says something there too. And it was interesting, the fact that he was the first person uh, convicted using wiretapping as well in the United States. So it's kind of set that precedent. I, I did mention, they did, uh, they did say, I think you touched on this already, that, that it didn't have the same criminality or supposedly, as I say, places like Chicago with Al Capone. Although they did mention him because his brother came. Yeah. Uh, and then suspiciously, this huge, this big, this hole that burned to the ground. So 
It, it, there must have been some something going on there. Like, why would his brother show up there if not, you know, I mean, I'm sure it wasn't just to watch a show at this theater that he wanted to buy. It was never certainly ulterior motives for a visit like that. Absolutely. Well, should we rate it? For me, it was a really interesting documentary and it gave me an insight into prohibition, especially in, in Washington state. And yeah, it was a good mix of uh, kind of theatrical aspects, photographs to camera interviews. And yeah, really enjoyed it. I'm going to give it um, three and a half stars. Um, gosh, I'm, I'm unsure now. Uh, it, it was, it was, for what it was, it was very good, very entertaining. Like I don't, I don't know. I, I I did watch it in one sitting, but that's because I left it really late to watch it. So, uh, but, you know, it, it did. It was it was a good film, and I you know recommended somebody who wants to find out about this. Uh, but I will, as do my usual, start a trade, and I'm gonna I am going to tug it half a star for the the way it, I felt it was trying to you know manipulate the the story and the music. I find a bit annoying at times. The two and a half. Uh, so I, I, I think it, it's a great entry point, especially like if you don't know much about this era, and this is something that would get you interested and be like, you know, I want to actually learn more about prohibition or how it affected the Pacific Northwest or maybe some of the people mentioned in this. Um, and as somebody who's seen a lot of very poorly edited documentaries, I'm giving them pro- extra props for that. So I'm going to go four stars, four stars on this one for me. Okay. All right. Well, there you have it. No budget film cast audience, uh, divided court on this one. The only way for you to decide is to watch it for yourself. We, of course, will throw a link into the show notes so you can check it out and let us know via a comment or a reaching out to us on social media, which is at no budget show on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. And with that, we will say goodbye and see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.